On the last episode of Conceptualized, we discussed the second track on Logic's sophomore album, The Incredible True Story, a song entitled Fade Away. We talked about the theme of the song being that we are all going to die one day, so make sure to do something for yourself. We also found that this message is confirmed by Buried Alive, a song on his debut album. And also confirmed by the scene on his follow-up project, Everybody, that literally has the main character get hit by a car. These references all come together to give us a picture of where Logic was at this point in time on his personal journey, as we've discussed in the previous episodes. Our effort is focused on how Logic used the incredible true story as a blueprint to find happiness, which ultimately led to his early retirement from the rap game at 30 years old. So with that being said, we found in the last episode that Logic has made the decision to slowly bury his old self, Bobby, in order to become the rap star, Logic. And he has also come to terms that even after the, all the fame and money and shows, that one day it'll all end. So he's trying to keep perspective, live in the moment, and enjoy himself as Logic, the rap star that he's always wanted to be. Listening to Conceptualize, an episodic comprehensive breakdown of hip hop's transformative concept albums. I'm your host, Rob Furlong. Today, we are going to talk about the scene at the end of Fade Away, where we last heard from the incredible True Story's main characters. And we will discuss the song that it directly leads into, Upgrade, the third track on the incredible True Story, which will give us plenty to uncover. So let's get to it. As I mentioned earlier, Fade Away has a scene that is attached to the end of it, that is meant to bridge the gap between songs and set the listener up for the theme of the next track. I also mentioned in our last episode that our characters will tell each other's names for the first time. Get the upgrade? Um, it's the same shit with a different title. That's not true, Kai. What the fuck? Yeah, man. You didn't just upgrade features, they enhanced her AI. So she can actually hold a conversation? Yeah. Ask her yourself. Uh, what am I thinking, Thalia? Kai, I'm a program in the ship's interface, not a psychic. Damn, girl! Yeah, that's another thing now. She's unisex. What? Thalia, integrate Y chromosome feature. Sure thing, Thomas. Would you like a standard accent or something a little more This dialogue here introduces the man that we picked up at the space station as Kai. We are given the name of the AI technology, Thalia, and right at the end of that excerpt, Thalia calls the pilot by his name, Thomas. This discussion is based around the fact that Thalia apparently has had a recent upgrade to her operating system. If we think back to the first episode, we'll remember that I mentioned that longtime fans of Logic will remember Thalia from the Young Sinatra days, where Logic sampled her from a Tribe Called Quest's Midnight Marauders album. Sinatra. Seven times out of 10. 
We listened to our music at night. At night. Thus spawned the title of this program, Midnight Marauder. This was a direct sample from a Tribe Called Quest album of the same name. That album was narrated by this computerized voice back in 1993. Logic will then take even more from the Tribe's book and have a similar narrator. He'll name her Thalia, and she narrates the first album Under Pressure. Hello, welcome to the Under Pressure program. My name is Thalia. I will be here to assist you with information about the album and this Then, by the time we hear Thalia on The Incredible True Story, she's so advanced that she can imitate voices. Thalia, revert last command and run simulation. Running simulation. What the hell is that? Well, you can pick anyone in history, and based off a collection of data, it allows you to personally speak with them. Anybody? Anybody. Thalia, do big son. All right, let me get this straight. You could speak with anyone in recorded history, like Jesus, Steve Jobs, Einstein, and you pick Big Sean? Man, fuck yeah, that's my dog. (laughs) Okay. Thalia, simulate Big Sean. What up, Kai, you little bitch? (laughs) So this is obviously a funny scene that serves a purpose of giving our story more details like names, but also to show metaphorically Logic's intention to grow or upgrade. That lead into the track, Upgrade, is smooth in terms of the dialogue of the scene transitioning us into the song. However, it isn't as smooth a transition sonically because Upgrade comes in fairly abruptly. Okay, Thalia, simulate Big Sean. What up, Kai, you little bitch? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna have to upgrade my shit. We hear at the beginning of the track, a vocal that has been manipulated and distorted, and ultimately turned into a main sample for the song. If you listen closely, you'll even hear the space theme continue, with the countdown from one of the Apollo space shuttle launches. As a matter of fact, if you listen really closely, you'll hear that at the end of the countdown, that when the count gets to two, it does something almost unnoticeable. Two, one, one, five. Which, if you remember, 2115 is the year that our story takes place for our astronauts. Directly after the countdown, Logic will give us a lot of content to unpack in the first few lines in the verse. And he really does a good job leaving out any filler and being quite concise. I've upgraded while they waited. Will they love it? Will they hate it? Never fade it. I evade it. Cause I never really want to complicate it. Think I made it. Yes, I did. Logic tells us in those lines that while the listener has been waiting for his second album, he has attained a perceived elevation in status. He is specifically talking about his status as an MC and his perception that this album is an upgrade to his debut album, Under Pressure. Not an upgrade in quality, but another year of hard work has upgraded his abilities to make music. Also, The Incredible True Story is a continuation of his debut album. His follow-up line is, Will they love it? Will they hate it? Obviously at its base, we know that he's wondering how fans will receive the upgraded sound. Logic knew before he even released his debut album that some people wouldn't like the changes in his music. In a song that we briefly discussed in episode one, Midnight Marauder off the young Sinatra Welcome to Forever mixtape, Logic discussed his topic. 
He does it through a letter in rap form to his fans and the underground rap scene he came up in. First mic before I could afford that. This is a letter to the underground, the place where I'm from. This is a letter to the fans that understand what I've done. And even though I gotta leave, man, don't none of y'all grieve. Cause even in the mainstream, that lyricism I breathe. Some of y'all love my raw records, some of y'all don't. Some of y'all will love my radio shit, some of y'all won't. Just like my race, my music has always been yin and yang. Something for everybody, no, not just one lane. And on the real, I never... In this letter to the underground and his fans, he tells them goodbye as far as this version of Logic. But he also tells them not to worry, because even as he becomes a more mainstream rapper, he refuses to let his lyricism suffer. He then says the key lines, some of y'all love my raw records, some of y'all don't. Some of y'all will love my radio hits, some of y'all won't. So we know Logic has prepared himself to be scrutinized between projects by his fans and by his haters. But two years later, on Upgraded, it is still something that worries him to some degree. Which is something that happens to us all. Sometimes, no matter how well we prepare ourselves for certain moments, we still find ourselves ill-prepared in some way that we overlooked. The rest of the first verse is dedicated to how Logic has upgraded his musical abilities. Most specifically, his lyricism. Never faded, I evaded, cause I never really wanna complicate it. Think I made it, yes I did. I'm giving them bars like a bid. Let me rewind it like a vid. Did it say that? Yes I did. Anybody wanna get it like I live? Goddamn motherfucker, what I gotta give? Way back in DC, I After the first verse, the song jumps into a short hook of the phrase, I've upgraded. Repeated before going right into the second verse. Now the second verse is Logic telling us how he's upgraded the material things in his life, and even his love life. It's worth mentioning here as a precursor that Logic, prior to the release of his album, had gotten married, and he refers to his wife in this verse. And for those of you that may be sensitive to a word that starts with a B, commonly used for women, please understand that Logic's use of the word is part of the artistic aesthetic of hip-hop. And we should not equate the aesthetic to the artist's personal life. That being said, let's listen to a few lines of the second verse. So in this short verse alone, Logic explains that he's upgraded his love life by getting married. He's upgraded his financial life by stacking money as tall as a mountain and he's upgraded his car to a foreign sports car. And he's moved from Maryland to sunny California. Now, between the second and third verse, there is a bridge that refers back to our last episode, where we talked about the track Buried Alive, and how Logic has to bury his old self, Bobby, alive in order for Logic to shine. I got the decibel on the wall, I just can't follow they law. Swear to God that they know me, they don't know me at all, and it's alright. The lyrics here, referring to how the public, his fans, and the critics all know Logic, but very few people actually know Bobby. He obviously sees the disconnect here, but understands that that's what happens with fame. Also, remember those Tycho drums that we discussed in the first episode?
Well, Logic also mentioned Akira being on the wall. When he says this, he actually literally means that while they were recording this song in the studio, Logic literally had Akira projected on the wall to help create the mood he was hoping for in the studio. This is important because in the third verse, Logic will flood us with a lot of metaphors that link the space themes of his album and Akira and other space-themed films. There are so many references here that it can be a bit overwhelming, but hopefully I can help bring some clarity here. The third verse is what will place this song firmly into the theme of the album. In the first two bars, he already has dropped two metaphors and a themed reference. New Kicks Like Timberland is an obvious reference to the popular shoe and streetwear clothing company Timberland, but is also more of a reference to Timberland the music producer, who is known for his intricate, unique, and supreme use of drums. So already in one line, he's made a deeply referenced wordplay. The next line, I gotta reboot with this upgrade, is also a reference back to the Timberland boots. He says all this right before he makes a reference to Cloud9, which keeps the theme and sets up the next lines that he packs full of pop culture references. First, he references the Bermuda Triangle and the theories of space travel and alternate realities that are common around it. He uses this line to illustrate him going through almost a change in realities once he becomes famous. And now that he is on his way to another world he calls paradise, he brings in yet another reference to the popular 90s Bruce Willis film, The Fifth Element. The film is about a man named Corbin, a girl named Lilu, and their space adventure traveling to a planet called Philoston Paradise. And what I'm looking at, intimate is this stud muffin's middle name. So tell me, my man, you nervous in the service? Not really. Freeze those knees, my please, because Herb's in the place and he's on the case. Yesterday's frog will be tomorrow's friends of Philoston Paradise. A hotel of a thousand and one follies, lollies, and lick'em lollies. A magic fountain floor with non-stop wine, women, and... All night long. This is obviously a common occurrence for Logic to reference films, as he is a huge proponent of film. And obviously, the subject matter of The Fifth Element matches this theme of The Incredible True Story. The last part of the third verse is a lot about continuing on the adventure, even when all the signs point the other way. The only way for him to get where he wants to be is by going forward and not giving up. That's the only way to make it where you're going. Sometimes in space travel, you'll have to go through an asteroid field, but you can't let that asteroid field turn you around. Go to avoid and duck all that shit. You know what we all making music 
that's gon' survive for eons Blushing from America to Sierra Leone That's that shit I can't be on That's the reason I be gone Yes, I keep it professional So as we finish this episode, let's just take a second to recap what's going on up to this point. We've been following Thomas, Kai, and Thalia on their spaceship, traveling to a planet that we hope can support the human race. They have been listening to Logic's second album on the journey, and Logic is using their journey as a metaphor for what has been going on in his life. We know that Logic grew up with a pretty tough environment with an extremely fractured family life. We have found through his music how such a family life has led to his desires to have a more conventional family. This is evidenced by his decision to get married, and we'll see here the type of husband he wants to be. From my family growing up, so I had that with this woman, you know, with this girl when I was young. Um, and with this, you know, with my wife now, um, I, I think every situation I've ever been through, like I used to ask myself when I was younger, like, why God put me in the home that he put me in, or, or, or put me through all the things that he put me through. And at the end of the day, it was one, to prepare me not only for uh, this, this music game, but also to appreciate my wife, you know, to start my own family. I, why, did, why couldn't I have a good family growing up? You know, why couldn't I have a, a good Christmas or go play catch with my dad or whatever? And it, it like, yeah, it sucks, you know what I mean? But it, 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 it wise me up so that I'll, I'll remember to play catch with my son. Absolutely. Damn right. I'll What's remember to come home. What's your relationship with your mom and dad now? Um, I saw my dad the other day. That was kind of crazy. We also see that as Logic becomes more famous, that Bobby is getting buried alive. So we can see that some of these things that are happening in his life are contradictory. This is a fact of life. We can want a lot of things, but some of those things will contradict each other. So we'll see how Logic tries to accomplish these goals as we continue our breakdown of the incredible true story. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about Inspired by Neve. Inspired by Neve is an art collection by Michael Neve that is concepted to help others feel inspired through his art of inspirational figures. His piece on Logic is amazing. And as soon as I saw it, I knew other Logic fans would love to get their hands on it. The good news is you can head on over to inspiredbyneve.com and buy a print. These unique portraits are perfect for your office, bedroom, or art collection. Not only can you find Logic, but other inspirational artists like Drake, Chance the Rapper, and Eminem. Check it out. The link is in the description. That's inspiredbyneve.com. Thank you again for listening to Conceptualized. And make sure to like, share, follow, or subscribe, or anything else that you can think of. Thank you.